0: Bags down, spikes on, welcome to this track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm your host of this episode of Track World News presented by the Harrier. And today we have a very special guest uh, joining with us, uh, Baylor 400-meter hurdler, uh, Brianna Garcia will be joining the podcast. Brianna, thanks for, for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. For sure, for sure.
0: And um, so wanted to, to get started for where it started with you. Um, when did you first get um, you know, your beginnings in track and field and, and start you know, competing in the sport that you, you still are doing today?
1: Yeah. So there was this little sign by my elementary school. Um, They were called the Bay Area Road Warriors. And it just said, if you want to sign up for track, it's like all ages six to 18. And my parents saw it and they were super excited. So I started summer track when I was 10 and I loved it. I did the 80 meter hurdles. I did high jump, long jump. I did anything I could put my hands on. And I did summer track for three years. And then when I was 13, that's when you can start volleyball in like middle school. So I got really involved with that and there's volleyball is like an all year round thing with club. So I had to kind of pick which one I wanted to choose. And I chose volleyball. So with track, I just did it through school. So I had did it all through middle school, all through high school. And I always knew I was pretty good. Um, you know, in middle school I did the 300 meter hurdles and that was definitely a race. I loved, I didn't really like the hundred meter hurdles. It just, I don't really have great form. And to me with 300 meter hurdles, I don't stutter a lot. I just run with whatever leg comes up. So I just thought it was more of a natural thing for me. So in high school, I, did, I was injured my sophomore and junior year. So I didn't really get to run that much. And I just really couldn't see a lot of progression in my race. And I just kind of thought everything was going downhill. But I still was running maybe like, I ran like a 43 when I was a freshman in the 300 meter hurdles. So I knew I was pretty good. Maybe can get some scholarship money for that. But I knew I wanted to play volleyball as well in college so University of Central Florida UCF offered me a full scholarship for volleyball and the track coach was like yeah you can come on um, on the track team but volleyball did cover all the money but we all agreed that we will do both sports so long story short the coaches at UCF got fired um something happened I don't know and that was my junior year of high school and I was kind of on the fence of I don't really know if I want to run right now because I was injured, I wasn't doing anything great, Um, but I didn't tell my coaches at UCF or anything, that was just my personal, um, what what I was thinking, so my senior year, um, I made it to state, and I won state, I won Texas 6A, so it was super crazy, I finally PR'd from like my freshman year, which was a super humbling experience, and after that race and after that feeling of like knowing all the adversity I'd gone through just in high school, I was like, I have to keep on going from here. And I still wanted to play volleyball. I love volleyball too, but that feeling in track, when it's just yourself, you know, all that hard work you put into, it's the best feeling ever. And I know the 400 meter hurdles is a completely different race. So I just had to know that I had to make that sacrifice. So I let my volleyball coaches know that I'm still into doing both sports and I headed off to Orlando, Florida, where UCF is located. And I had my volleyball season there. And it was really good. We were, we were conference champions. We were 18-0. and I got to play almost every single game as a freshman. And I worked really hard to keep that position on playing on the court. Because I do not like being on the bench, ever. So and we have meetings at the end of the year with our coaches. And I'm kind of going into my transition of how I got to Baylor as well, but I, we had meetings with our coaches and they basically told me that they didn't want me to run track, maybe wait till my fifth year, which my fifth year of college, I'd probably be like 23, 23 years old. And with 400 meter hurdles, you cannot take that long of a break. My body would change so much. A volleyball body is not the same as a track body. It's the same with any other sport. Track is super demanding, especially the race that I run. So I, I didn't love it there. And I've always put volleyball in front of track since I was 13 years old. And I was like, it's finally the time to put track first. And Baylor had a scholarship open and they were like, Hey, we're going to be honest. You can't, if you come here, you have to just stick with track. And my head was already right there. I like agreed and I was ready to be closer to home. I'm from Houston. So it was really nice to be three hours for my family. And that's how I got to Baylor and yeah, with track and college track hasn't been the same um like I said 400 meter hurdles is really different my freshman year was not that great I got to Baylor had practice for like two weeks and then went to my first indoor mean I never ran indoor before and I was just like oh my gosh it was really hard from being the top to I even got I think I got last in conference my freshman year so it was a super humbling experience you know with COVID sophomore year took that away and then this year I strained my hamstring going into Texas relays, which was our second meet. And I was out until conference. So conference wasn't that great, but I felt really healthy. My leg felt amazing. And I feel like I have no pain anymore. So that's an accomplished feeling, but I still have two more years. So we will see where that goes from there, but I'm still working hard. I love working out. I still love the hurdles, but yeah, that's my whole track story.
0: There you go. And so I, one thing I I've never understood is why people do willingly do the 400 meter hurdles because you're taking like in my mind the two like hardest events and just like yeah we're gonna put them together and make it even more difficult it's like the 400 already stinks like i i I hate like i've done the four by four a couple times in high school a few times in college i'm like why would anybody willingly do this and then put up you know 10 barriers in front of you to do it i mean and, th- and then to hear you say oh yeah i like the the, the hurt the 300 meter hurdles more than the the 100 i mean what what got you into the in, interested more into you know doing the longer hurdles now you said that you're you know form wise it was just easier for you to to do it you kind of blended in a little bit better but was it like oh man i i I, I'm not looking forward to having to run uh, like an entire lap, you know, around this track.
1: Yeah. So in summer track, when I was, I think 12, they go to 200 meter hurdles. So for summer track for AAU, it goes from 200 to 400. It doesn't 300 is not in there, but you know, in middle school and high school, it's only 300. Yeah. So I've always kind of liked more endurance stuff. I've never been really fast, fast. I have just been able to hold my pace really well. Cause I did cross country in middle school as well, but I don't know. I just did the 200 meter hurdles and I'm really, I'm about 5'11. So I have that height and that long stride and it was just super comfortable. And I knew the height for the hurdles would never go up. So I had an advantage on that being really tall. Um, so we had the 200 hurdles when I was like 12 and I did pretty good. I made it to regionals. Uh, I made it to nationals um, when I was 12 for that. And I was like, you know what? I really like this. I know there's like 100 more meters when I go out for. Um, middle school and high school. And that 300 is really not that bad. I think for me, once I got older, I started kind of understanding my steps more. That's why I was dropping time, but oh my gosh, 400. It's hard. It's like, I do like it, but that last hundred is like a game changer. And I never really realized that. And it's kind of scary because I haven't really, I've PR'd and which is awesome, but I haven't PR'd to what I want to get to you know, it's hard because my parents will kind of be like, well, some people, they just can't transition from it, but I'm not like that. I work, like I said, I work really hard and I can't just come to college and not be the best of my ability that I know I can be. So yeah, I just, I love the pain, honestly, (laughs) sometimes It, it is really scary. I remember the first time I ran the 400 meter hurdles, we were at USC and our 400 runners went out and ran before us. And they came out and they were like, oh my God, that was terrible. And I was like, I'm about to do the same thing with hurdles with my first time. So it definitely is really difficult, but our practices definitely help us train for it. We go over eight hurdles at once. We'll go over one time I went over nine. So I basically almost did the whole race, but that last, what, 80 meters is a game changer. But still, I know that practice prepares us for our meets and stuff, but yeah. I don't know why. I think the 800 is harder than the 400 meter hurdles though. I give them so much credit. That is like the hardest race ever. I walked off the track when I was in summer track when I did the 800.
0: Yeah, I, I was a, a pole vaulter. So anything over 10 steps is just insane to me. So yeah. Pole
1: vaulting is really demanding on your body too. So credit to y'all. But yeah, the 400 meter hurdles, I, I don't know a lot of people that say they really enjoy it either. But I think just how my body is, And how my hurdling form is. I barely can do hurdle drills. I'm coaching the summer track team right now from all ages and I can't even demonstrate them drills because I don't want to show them bad form or anything. It's just, I think with 400 meter hurdles, you have more flexibility to do whatever you want. You just got to have that good speed in between and not stutter. So
0: yeah, like a do, do as I say, not as I do, uh,
1: exactly, (laughs) exactly
0: for you. Um, so it's, I think it's one thing to, when athletes will transfer from one school to another within their sport, it's like, okay, at least, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same thing that I had been doing for years, just in a different environment for you. Not only did you transfer, but you were changing your sport entirely. And it kind of completely, you know, different sports as well. How, how did that, uh, you know, affect you not only, uh, you know, physically with doing completely different motions and starting off, you know, just two weeks later and on the indoor track. But how was it mentally for you, you know, going, I'm, I'm dropping something that I've, you know, did a lot of time in year round since you were, what, in, in middle school?
1: Mm-hmm. So it was a really quick prox- process. I literally came home for winter break. And I think a week after that, I talked with my trainer at home and he actually was a Baylor alum. So it was great he had good contact. So I got into the transfer portal, texted my group me with my volleyball team. Hey, I'm out. Um, <laughs> called my coaches, let them know. And I came to Baylor, but honestly, I think I was ready. I think God really told me like, it's finally time to let it go. Like I don't miss it now. Like I'll go to the Baylor volleyball games and my friends always be like, do you miss it? And I play a lot of beach volleyball during the summer just for a hobby of mine. I should have put that there but I that's definitely a hobby of mine that I really enjoy but I think mentally what was really hard for me is changing my my diet that was super hard you know when I was at UCF I wasn't making the best decisions I wasn't eating very healthy I'm not going to say I didn't really need to but being a woman, my body was changing a lot. When I was in high school, I could eat whatever I wanted, but I was doing volleyball and track almost every single day. So I was burning a lot of calories. So mentally, that was really hard for me, trying to get my body right. And it actually took a really long time because I was being a little stubborn. Um, you know, there was already groups being made at Baylor. So I had to find a way to kind of get to know other people. But it was really nice having my family close every weekend we had off. I went to Houston, which wasn't always the greatest decision because I should have stayed in Waco, got to know a lot more people. But at UCF, I only had like one really good friend. So I didn't really have, when I left, it wasn't that hard for me because I didn't really have like friendships or relationships that was hard to break off from. But at Baylor, I have made some of the greatest friendships and I've met some of the most amazing coaches, even professors. So Mentally, I would just say like, you know, making friends was really hard for me. And my diet, trying to get into shape. And so like with volleyball, this is so random, but you're jumping up a lot, right? And then with hurdling, it's a different type of jump. So I think for me that was hard to get into just switching that. But I should have been good at that because I did it all through high school. But like I said, my body was really different. So just a lot of prayer and trying to get into the group. And Baylor's academics is a lot harder. In the University of Central Florida's. So I had to study a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the library. Why am I in a library? Okay. Um, so that was something really hard too, because it wasn't just, you know, the sport, it was also my academics as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so kind of flash forwarding a, a little bit to this previous, what this previous season, obviously things got shut down for, for everyone uh, with, uh, you know, COVID-19 and, and everything. And it's, it definitely affected a lot of people in the the middle of the season. I guess you guys were just about to start outdoors, finishing up the, the indoor year. Um, how did the, the shutdown kind of, you know, affect, uh, you going into the, I guess the beginning of, of 2020.
1: Yeah. So I was at practice. I remember everyone left for indoor nationals and some of us had practice for hurdles because our hurdle coach stayed with us and we got, this message that everything was kind of shutting down. But my coach was like, don't worry. We'll have Texas relays in two weeks. You're going to be fine. Just go home for a couple of days and everything will be back to normal. And you would just hear like one by one, all these, I think it was like Kansas, they canceled their season or they just like completely canceled everything. And then I saw Indoor Nationals was canceled and it just was like, damn, everything was done. So for me, it was at first really hard because in 400 meter hurdles you don't have it for the indoor you just have it for outdoor and I I actually am a better fan of the indoor now but my sophomore year and freshman year I hated it so I was like oh my god when track comes back I'm probably going to be an in indoor season so that was hard for me and I was doing really good in practice for the 400 meter hurdles so I was super excited to get the ball rolling in that but I don't know I was a little selfish at first thinking about myself, but as I started thinking of other people, everyone that's going to the Olympics, that got canceled. There was just a lot of things that overcame what I was going through. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be fine. Um, I'm I'm at home with my family. Use that time. It got a little annoying, but it's okay. My family's really small and we're super close and we were all healthy. So I was just trying to make the most out of it. You know, I still had school, online school, not fun, but I don't know. I was definitely thinking about other people more than myself towards the end or middle and end of it. But the beginning was, was super hard, but I definitely was able to get over my problems pretty quickly. And and
0: something that uh, I was, so I was listening to, for those that don't know, uh, Rihanna was a part of the, uh, the NCAA track and field uh, podcast a little, not too long ago. Uh, and you were speaking about how COVID affected you personally, and that kind of changed the way that not only you were, you know, going towards your, you know, the track and field, uh, you know, point of things, but also almost your entire, you know, what you're doing in, in school uh, as well. Could you kind of share what, you know, what happened to you, uh, you know, just, uh, I guess, a few few months ago now with uh, uh, COVID?
1: Um. So I was in direct contact this was in October. So at the time of a direct contact, you had to be in quarantine for 14 days. And how our trainers think like with protocol, you get tested on like your fourth and your 10th day. So I wasn't, and it was, um, so the person I was direct contact with was positive. Cool. So I had to be in quarantine. And my parents said on my fourth day, if I'm negative, I can come home and quarantine at home because I could not be stuck in this apartment alone. I just couldn't do it. I have a roommate, but she would be in and out, you know, with practice. And I didn't want to put her in jeopardy or anything. Yeah. So I, my, I was negative my fourth day. So my parents were like, come on home. And on my ninth day that I was at home, I started getting some symptoms and I couldn't smell or taste. So I went to a little urgent care that was getting tested or being tested because I cannot wait till my 10th day. I was like, I need to know now. And I was positive. So I had to add 10 more days to my quarantine. So I was at home for almost three weeks. And then after quarantine, you're in a protocol for five days. They have to monitor your heart, make sure everything's normal. And then I can start getting back into workouts. So I knew this was going to be a long process. And when I had COVID, that's when we were kind of transitioning. We were in preseason, and we do a lot more like workouts on the grass just to kind of get our bodies like ready. And then we'll start going um, to prepare for indoor. So when I was sick, that's when they were doing that. So I was having like FOMO. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not working out. And just being in quarantine was really hard for me mentally. Um, I had anxiety, not super bad, but I was really stressed, like not being able to be with the team. Um, Depression definitely hit, but it was really good to have my parents around. I was able to go take like my dogs on a walk, but definitely I didn't realize how like strong COVID was. You know, I was only 21 years old. I don't really have any underlying health conditions. So like, like I said, I would take my dogs on walks and it felt like I ran a marathon. I was so out of breath because my oxygen levels were really low. That was one of my symptoms as well. So, but definitely having my parents around with me was, it helped a lot. And I also switched my major when I was in quarantine. And I definitely think that was like a God moment for me. Cause I was just in school and I was like, man, how is this? I was a communications major. And I was like, how is this major helping me to what I want to do in the future being a sports broadcaster? And, you know, I called some mentors, some advisors about it. And they were just kind of telling me, maybe you can contact another man. And this man is, runs our student media and students can be reporters. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I need to do to prepare me for my life after college, and I switched my major to journalism. And I was so excited. But that was definitely a highlight of my quarantine. But yeah, when I came back to practice, it probably took me almost three weeks to finally get back into my normal shape. And it was very difficult because you have your other teammates that are finally like getting to run on the track, doing well. And I've never been a person that cuts workouts that like lays down during workouts. I usually lay out after workouts, but oh my gosh. I remember we came back, we had like seven 200s and my coach was like, hey, do five and see how you feel after. And I was like, I'm gonna be fine. Oh my gosh. On my third one, my like lactic acid was just like dragging me down. And I remember I did five and I'm pretty sure I got upset because I was so frustrated, but definitely super hard for me. And I have more of appreciation for COVID, especially people that are older but yeah it was not a fun experience and that was the first time i really went through mental problems i in my NCAA talk i never really gone through mental issues but having my parents there and you know trying to stay positive and you know i had teammates check up on me that helped a lot so definitely a crazy experience but has built me to even the person that i am today just more appreciation and just patience with what you're going through
0: yeah it's uh it's it's, it's no joke because um, I, so I had COVID. It was actually right when it was like Christmas Eve, something like that. It was oh. terrible, awful timing. So like I just, so I, I live in New Jersey right now. And then I go down to Philadelphia to, you know, to see my family and we're, we're doing all right. And I'm like, oh man, like got a little bit of the sniffles. I wake up, my, my, my throat's a little bit sore. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? And then, so my mom's like, yeah, just go get tested. You know, you'll be fine. It's probably just like, you know, seasonal things, you know, just regular, regular sickness things. Go there, like get tested. And then he's like, yeah, you you have it. And I was like, are you kidding me? And like, (laughs) I I had never, and I'm like, this is like, so it's like during Christmas. So like everyone, like, we're like, so how are we going to do this? And so like, they're like, we'll put like all, all the family would be in the garage and you'll sit outside and you're like, Yeah. Maybe if you're in Texas, it's you know, it it wouldn't be as cold, but it's like 30 degrees out. So I'm like, I'm like wearing a sweatshirt jacket over long pants. Just like, oh yeah. Like everyone's inside. I'm just watching from the outside cold. Oh, you
1: actually went to go see your family? No, well, I was
0: already home. I was already home. And so it was like, okay. So I just stayed in my room. Yeah. Ultimate quarantine. So everyone like lives Every all the way across the house, my room is all the way on the other end. So like, okay. I just stayed in my room, and my mom would knock on my doors and say, "Here's your meal," and then oh, I oh. get it and, and go like, "Oh yeah." I was more more quarantined than in my you know studio apartment here, but it was a uh, it it affected me a lot. Like physically, I was so like tired and like was couldn't do any workouts. Like I could only imagine like how much that would you know affect somebody that is in the beginning of their, the season where you're just putting on all that mileage. And to, mm-hmm, I'm exactly. thinking back, I'm like, I couldn't imagine getting into doing seven, two hundreds right after like, yeah. like me, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do it. Like do that all the time. And then like physically not being able to, I'd be like, so defeated. I, I don't know. That yeah. would be a wild feeling for me. I feel,
1: you know, it's funny is my mom was the same way. She was like, it's probably just allergies spree, And I remember <laughs> I went up, my dad got my mom some flowers. Yeah. Cause her birthday was a couple days before I came down and I was smelling the flowers. I was like, I was like, I can't smell the flowers. My, and then I ate something and I was like, yeah, my taste is gone. So I was like, I was kind of mad that that was one of my symptoms, but I ate so much healthier. I was like, I think I ordered a smoothie one time and I was like, what flavor should I get? I was like, well, I can't taste. Let me get like the healthiest one. I was eating salads. I was like, this is not that bad, but yeah definitely for me too the I just my mom has um uh, it's like measures like your oxygen and usually mine's about like 98 to 99 and it went down to 90 so I just wasn't getting enough oxygen I had the most excruciating headache I sometimes could not sleep at night so people like you had different symptoms and I probably I mean did you lose your taste and your smell
0: Yeah. Luckily I didn't lose my taste and smell, but I had like the chills, like no, like Mm -hmm. no other. And then I would go from feeling like it's a hundred degrees outside to feeling like it's 10 degrees outside. Headache was awful. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I had. Luckily it didn't, didn't have any taste or or smell. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But yours sounds bad. I hate feeling like chills and achy. Oh, that's my least favorite thing.
0: So yeah, that was not fun at all, but what, one thing, you, you did mention that you ended up, you know, changing your major. I think you wanted to get in, you want, you're interested, you know, post-collegiately getting into sports broadcasting space. Um, could you kind of touch on for you, I guess, if it was up to you completely, ideal world, what would you be broadcasting after school?
1: Oh my gosh, I don't want to sound basic. <laughs> um, I've always really liked college basketball a lot, women's and men's. You know, I'm at Baylor, so we have a great... Did pretty
0: well this year, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty
1: well. Um, so I really love that. If it's professional, not a big deal. Uh, I love football. I definitely have understood bo- or football a lot more. Um, I used to really just watch offense, and now I've kind of watched more defense, so I'm understanding how the game works. Volleyball would be amazing, too, because I have a lot of experience in that. And track would be awesome as well. I wish track was just more out there. I think it's just not broadcasted enough. You know, every time we have our track meets that I want to watch on TV, it's so hard to find. I'm like, why can it not just be on the main channel? So that would be amazing too. But I would definitely say in the ideal world, I would say basketball or football, but anything, like I said before, I will do anything that is offered. Because, you know, learning a new sport will be, would be awesome, just getting an expertise in everything and knowing a lot of things. I think one of my inspirations is Holly Rowe. I remember I like heard her voice on TV and I was like, she's even broadcasting softball. <laughs> like she is everywhere. And you know, I think that's what makes her different. She's versatile in a lot of sports and that's what I want to be like. So definitely someone I inspire to be, but yeah, I don't know. I can't really put a pinpoint to one cause you never know. I might like other sports once I get older. Cause I think tennis is also incredible to understand even soccer um, to watch and the fans are crazy, so there's just a lot that goes into it. But I'm excited to see where, you know, after graduation, the future has for me.
0: Yeah, it's uh just getting into other sports. It's like realize how interesting other things are. So like I growing up was never a hockey fan at all. I probably I watched like one game and then ended up working after school like for a professional hockey team and I'm like, oh wait this is like yeah, really cool like I should have probably given this a chance because this is a lot you know a lot better than I thought or even within our sport like I'm always super into the jumps and the sprints and then I, I don't watch any of like you know the the long distance events and recently I've been getting into those I'm like oh wow like this is a little bit cooler than I the, than I thought it was so it's like yeah. you know just giving things a chance you can open up your your mind to so many other things that probably are interesting to you you just you know never gave them a chance exactly yeah well uh brianna thank you for, for joining us today it's been super awesome uh having you on, on the podcast and, and hearing a little bit uh about your your story and your journey um where could people go if they wanted to you know follow more about you or or anything like that
1: um I have an Instagram it's Breezy you want me to spell it out sure yeah go ahead it's B R R I I Z Y and then <laughs> I have a Twitter. I don't know why I made it this account. It's B-N-G-A-S-R-9999. That's four nines. And those are my two. I'm not really on Twitter a lot. Definitely more on the Instagram um, app. But yeah, if you want to follow me there, you can. That'd be awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Brianna. And thank you for everyone that's been listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, If you want some more content, you can go and follow us on Instagram at Track World News. Uh, We post a lot of news clips, blogs, things like that uh, over there. Uh, Also, make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, uh, review the show. Always helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. Have a good one. Peace.